Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday. I know Fridays excite you. Fridays excite me. Fridays excite me because we're heading into the weekend where we are looking forward to being together and worshiping God. And if you are in the Tampa Bay area, we want you to come out and worship with us at Livingston. All the information you need is at the website, christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org. And of course, on Friday, we are wrapping up Psalm 25. Psalm 25. Bet you got a great translation there to read for us. Hopefully it's a little easier to sort of read and translate than uh, 1640 English, just saying. (laughs) Yesterday was, it was different. It was a day. It was a day. (laughs) But hey, I got a lot out of that. I appreciated your reading. Today I am going to read from the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB, Psalm 25. Lord, I turn my hope to you. My God, I trust in you. Do not let me be disgraced. Do not let my enemies gloat over me. Not one person who waits for you will be disgraced. Those who act treacherously without cause will be disgraced. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. I wait for you all day long. Remember, Lord, your compassion and your faithful love, for they have existed from antiquity. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my acts of rebellion. In keeping with your faithful love, remember me because of your goodness, Lord. The Lord is good and upright, therefore he shows sinners the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the Lord's ways show faithful love and truth to those who keep his covenant and decrees. Out of regard for your name, Lord, forgive my sin, for it is great. Who is the person who fears the Lord? He will show him the way he should choose. He will live a good life, and his descendants will inherit the land. The secret counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he reveals his covenant to them. My eyes are always on the Lord, for he will pull my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am alone and afflicted. The distresses of my heart increase. Bring me out of my sufferings. Consider my affliction and trouble and take away all my sins. Consider my enemies. They are numerous and they hate me violently. Guard me and deliver me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness keep me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, from all its distresses. Psalm 25. Christian Standard Bible. Christian Standard Bible. All right. So I'll tell you, one of the things I see here, I'll just throw in, we were talking about some of the echoes from Psalm 25 to Psalm 24 uh, in previous conversations this week. Where does Psalm 24 end asking that question? Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. And so it is the King of glory that we surrender our souls to. It is the King of glory that we cry out to in prayer. And we've talked a lot about prayer this week, seeing Psalm 25 as both our first person declaration prayer to God, as well as meditation upon him. Well, as we've said in multiple conversations, Andrew, this Psalm 25 does call back to 24 as it talks about lifting up our soul to Yahweh instead Mm -hmm. of to what is false, lifting up the heads of those gates 
how that prefigures this idea of lifting up our soul to God. We talked about the idea of anticipating an objection that comes from Psalm 24, that I want to climb this hill, but in order to do so, I have to have clean hands and a pure heart. Uh, what 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 chance do I have? And Psalm yeah. 25 has been responding to that as I well. I am a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And Forgive what I my need sins. is a merciful God. Now, mm-hmm. what you've brought up is a third connection that, honestly, I hadn't even thought of till you just brought it up. But the whole thing in Psalm 24 ends with, who is this king of glory? He's the Lord of hosts. Okay, so that's kind of his name, the Lord of hosts, but that doesn't really tell me a whole lot about him. What does Psalm 25 do? Psalm 25 tells me a whole lot about who this King of Glory is, mm-hmm. about who this Lord of Hosts is, and it's mm-hmm. it's again it's a wonderful wrapping up of this pack, package of Yahweh, our God, who is the merciful and loving God, and it's a powerful point when it comes to our praying. Yeah, so ascending the holy hill. Let's talk about how we approach God today, approach the Lord today, and of course we approach Him today. In prayer. In prayer. On, what, two days ago in our conversation, we pointed out that this really is a prayer primer. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a abecedarian lecture on praying, if you will. And <laughs> I think I, one of the things that I get out of this psalm that strikes me is the second most important lesson that it comes to praying. Okay. The, the, the most important lesson about prayer is the fact that prayer is about glorifying God. Mm-hmm. And, and we mentioned that a little bit yesterday and the connection between glorifying God and humbling me mm-hmm. in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think we find that lesson throughout the Psalms. But there's a second lesson that I think is almost as important when it comes to a practical level of prayer that is demonstrated by Psalm 25. And I just want to throw out to you this practice. I don't want to act like it is a rule. I don't want to act like it's the only way that a prayer can be accepted to God. But there's a real key here in Psalm 25 that I have discovered has helped me tremendously in my praying since I've learned it, and and actually just the recent last couple of years. And that is, people have struggled when they come to this psalm. Is it a lament? Is it a meditation? Is it a prayer? Is it a praise? Is, Is it a confession? It goes back and forth from praying to meditating. Why would it do that? And I think one of the keys here is what David is doing is offering his prayer to God, Mm -hmm. and then he is tying that prayer back to a reason God would respond. He is thinking through why would God respond? Why should God respond to the request that I am offering? What do I know about God? What do I know about his character? What do I know about his nature? What do I know about his word or his will or his promises that says this is a prayer to which God will respond? So if I'm tracking with you here, I can envision times I've heard stories where people in desperation, cry out to God, and they want to almost make a deal with God. God, if you get me out of this, I will be in church next Sunday. God, if you get me out of this, I promise I'll never touch the bottle again. Uh, you know, they, they try to make, um, you know, some type of an arrangement so that God would grant their petition, grant their request. What's interesting, though, here in Psalm 25 is while there does seem to be some reasons given that the Lord might grant this petition, I don't see any deals being struck. It's not about something that the psalmist says, I will do for God or I'll do for now on uh, if you will hear this, if you will heed me. 
uh, it's a whole it's a whole different approach. It is not bartering. Okay. It's not bargaining. It's not let me give you a reason why you should respond. So okay. I'm glad you brought that up. I am not remotely suggesting that we should get into deal making with the Lord. Okay. Lord, if you do this, I will do that. No, no. I should do that anyway. Mm-hmm. No matter what the Lord does. You mean serve the Lord anyway. I should no serve matter, the Lord anyway. No matter what yes. he does. I yes, got absolutely. You. So let me let me read this section from the Psalms to see if I can drive home. So I'm going to start in verse 6. What's from, his, from 25 again? From Psalm 25. Okay, all right. I'm going to read English Standard Version beginning at verse 6. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgression. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. So there's the prayer. Mm-hmm. What's the repair? The prayer. Be merciful. Mm-hmm. Don't remember my sins. When you look at me, don't call my sins to mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, this mm-hmm. is my request. Now, verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Is is this our is this our Hesed word that we've come to? <laughs> yes, it is. In actually. the Psalms, steadfast love, Hesed. All right. In fact, there in verse ten. In verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. David is actually bringing to mind a specific passage where God himself declares who and what he is, declares his nature. Back in Exodus chapter 34, Mm -hmm. God descends before Moses and passes before him and there declares his name and what his name is means. And that paragraph mm-hmm. is a defining moment for all of Israel's history. I think I saw you just turn to that. Did yeah, you just you turn want, to you want to read that? Would you read that for me? Sure. So Exodus 34, and we're looking at verses 6 and 7. Exodus 34, verse 6. And the Lord passed before him, that's Moses, the Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. And it goes on to say that Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. He understood mm-hmm. that this is a God that is worthy of worship. Now, you were reading from the New King James Version, and I noticed that it said that the Lord was abounding in goodness and truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That statement, goodness and truth, are the translations of these exact same words in Psalm 25.10. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. Okay. It's the same words, same the words word Hebrew. for goodness and truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... What David is calling to mind is, I have a reason for asking you to forgive me Mm -hmm. because you declared yourself to be the God of steadfast love and truth or steadfast love and faithfulness. You declared yourself to be the God who is merciful and gracious. You declared yourself to be the God who abounds with steadfast love to the thousandth generation. And how is that steadfast love given or that goodness given? by forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. So David has brought this prayer to God, Mm -hmm. and he has recognized that there is a real reason 
for offering this prayer, and that is that God has declared himself to be that kind of merciful, sin-forgiving God. Why would God respond to this? Not because I'm going to make a deal with him. Mm -hmm. Not because I promise him, if you forgive my sins, I'll never commit them again. Though, of course, I'm confessing and forsaking them. It's not because if you forgive this sin, I'll go to church every day for the rest of my life. It is because, Lord God, you declared yourself to be the God of steadfast love and forgiveness and mercy. Please be what you are in my life. Do you see this as part of learning to pray, thy will be done? That, uh, you know, so so many times we think, I don't know what God's will is necessarily in a particular circumstance, right? But we know that that his will is going to be best. But part of understanding the will of God is going to be understanding the name of God and who he is. He's going to act. His will will be consistent with his name, consistent with his person. And I learned the, the, the purpose of prayer is not to get God to do what I want. It's to get me to be more like God. Oh, And so why does this prayer essentially begin with, make me know your ways, lead me in your truth, remember your mercy. He says, I've botched it. I've gone the wrong way. I need you to make me know your ways. And by the way, that's the mercy. The mercy is not just forgive me while I continue to go my own way. It's forgive me for going my own way and make me know your way and not just make me know it, lead me in it. I think that's huge. I think it's huge. And it goes along with the humility to recognize that I need to travel God's way. I don't need him to uh, rubber stamp or wink at my own way and my own sin. But repentance means I'm going to travel God's way. I got to know it and I'm going to commit to follow it. Whenever we find in Scripture that something is supposed to be done for God's name's sake, we need to remember Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7, because I believe that that's what it's referring to, mm. for your name's sake. So in Psalm 23, you lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. It's because his name is, I am the God who is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty. And so for the sake of that name, for the reputation that surrounds that name, he leads us in paths of righteousness. Now, here's the thing. I want to get back to my point. So we, we've said a lot about God's name. We've said a lot about the prayer and, and what David does here. But I want to get back to this. This is my advice. I want to encourage us. This is something that I've started trying to do over the past couple of years as it was taught to me. And I want to pass on to you and anyone who's listening. When I'm praying, take some time with your requests to figure out why would God respond to this. And sometimes it is because I'm asking for mercy and God is the merciful God. Mm -hmm. This is not saying that I'm going to come up with the formula that forces God to say yes to my request. Sometimes he's going to say no. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, the, I want to tie this to who God is because what I'm most concerned about is his glory, his name, his will being done. And so I'm not just throwing things out there because I want it. I'm trying to be like God. I'm trying to learn to want what God wants and value what God values. And so I'm, start thinking through this. Again, mm-hmm. listen, if there's something you want or need and you can't think of the reason, you're allowed to take it to God. I'm not trying to set this up as a rule saying that's invalid prayer if you don't. I just I have discovered it is a wonderful practice and habit to start. Think through why would God respond? Why should God respond? And not because I'm going to offer something, but because of who he is and what he has said. It sounds like a great step in growing to pray thy will be done to know him. 
Well, we appreciate so much you sharing the conversation with us today, and we'd love to know what you're learning from the Word of God. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day that you've given us. We thank you, Lord, that we've had this time to share in your word and to glean from Psalm 25, to take principles of prayer and and apply them, Father, in our own prayer, in our own growth as your people. Father, today we are humbled again by your greatness, moved by your love and your mercy. So thankful for your forgiveness and, and truly, Father, truly, Father, respecting of your righteous judgment upon the wicked. We pray that by your grace and the gospel of Jesus Christ, we might be delivered from that wrath to know you and to be with you forever in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.